0: Podcast by millennial and then extra types, left wing, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Saturday, July twenty first, two thousand eighteen. And what a week it's been. Yeah. Going all the way yeah. back to Monday when <laughs> our illustrious president uh went over to Helsinki. And you're supposed to say is in Helsinki, Sweden. I
1: don't know what that means. Oh, yes, you do. No.
0: Some diehard, remember?
1: No. That's my favorite movie. What are you talking about?
0: You don't remember? No. The the blowhard or or no the the dumb TV anchor. They had somebody on to talk about instead of Stockholm syndrome, they called it Helsinki syndrome. <laughs> and he's like, "As in Helsinki, Sweden." And the guy corrects him, <laughs> Finland. Harvey Johnson. No,
2: you, I how don't do you not remember, remember that?
0: that? I don't. I that you knew every line of that movie. I
2: know. Me too.
0: Anyway, off topic. There was a debate this week on Twitter because there wasn't enough important things to talk about. Uh huh. Uh, they asked Bruce Willis w- whether Die Hard was a Christmas movie because we remember we had course that debate when we did that running commentary on our old podcast. Yeah. And uh, no, he said no. Apparently, what? Well, he's he's getting old and senile now, so he probably like what? What? No, is there Christmas in that movie? I don't know.
2: <laughs>
1: of course, it's a Christmas <laughs> movie. Anyone who says otherwise is absurd.
0: Yeah, they, they, run, they even use that Run DMC Christmas song at the end. Yeah,
1: I I watch it like every Christmas. It's like required.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he was on about, but that's apparently I didn't read too deeply into it. So what are we we talking about? (laughs) Stockholm? (laughs) Finland? Yes. Helsinki, Finland, (laughs) Uh, where Trump was to have a summit for some reason that nobody ever explained why he was having a summit like
1: a summit, which to me, summit means like a group of people who get together with a focused goal to talk about plans for something. This was more like a private meeting.
0: Right. And these things are also planned six months to a year in advance with both the State Department and the Kremlin doing all kinds of advanced work and and, and everything. This was kind of thrown together in a few weeks or a month, kind of. And it's
1: not a summit.
0: Well, like, what they called it a summit, but it right. was a meeting.
1: It's a meeting.
0: And, and Trump kind of like he did kind of what I do when I plan <laughs> uh, tours for my my clients. I look at a map and I'm like, well, this is nearby. Well, right. we're here. We might as well do something here there, a couple hours away. Right. And that's literally kind of the way they framed it. It's like, well, I'm going to be over here for this stupid NATO thing anyway. Right. And Helsinki's not far from Moscow. So why don't you just meet me here, Vlad, and we I can shoot go, the shit. I
1: should go check in with my boss.
0: Do my performance review. Vlad, right? yeah. And While like, I'm here. <laughs> that's you know. that's, what, that's how they made it sound. And it's like, wait a minute. That's not, that's not how you should do these things. Well,
1: yeah. No. That's not how any of this works.
0: That's <laughs> not how any of this works. <laughs> and like the media, again, I, 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 I'm beginning to have a little more sympathy for the media because their job is, it's impossible to cover this president. Like even if you're stuck even if you do the stupid NPR thing, and I'm gonna bitch more about NPR today, but they have to do their ping pong thing, you know, like you say this thing and I have to come back at you, but well what about this? And some people say that. It's like even the obnoxious NPR shit, like they're
1: it, even getting a little snarky.
0: Uh, NPR. It, depends on, it depends on who it is on who it is. Who it is, but like how how the hell do you cover this nonsense? Like like this is this is dumber than the idiocracy. Yeah. Like the idiocracy made more sense. Like, oh, you put really dumb people in charge and they're very single-minded. everybody's really dumb. It makes sense.
1: (laughs) Right. Everybody (laughs) is genetically really dumb. (laughs) So like, of course, you're going to have like the Powerade president or whatever. Like that makes sense. We're not all really dumb, but we're here.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's like even harder to figure out. Yeah. And so, like,
1: and like speaking to people who aren't really dumb about something that's really fucking dumb is really hard to do in a professional <laughs> way because you just want to
0: be—I'm sure, right? So that like the media—they they were breathless in covering that this was going to happen, yeah. And then they started to ask her like five minutes, like, "Why? Why, why are we doing this?" What are, well, what's the—and they didn't—they didn't, a they didn't get a straight answer a for anybody. Or like, like, Huckabee yeah. Sanders, or a few others would say this is to improve. U.S. Russia relations, like okay, in in terms of in what? what? What are way? the specific things? What are the goals? There's what always the aims? like
1: metrics, and like here's the goals and initiatives that we have <laughs> yeah. to present, and here's the things that we will and won't compromise on, and here's yeah, like there's a plan. When I let's when say. I worked
0: in the office world, it's it was uh, it was the thing we called lean and rapid improvement events, right? Uh, and like you 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 have these three things right. of like. Right. Uh, what's the problem? How do we address it? Want, and then there's the want to do, need to do, nice to do. And and you organize all this and you approach it systematically.
1: And that's for like an average meeting on a Tuesday at one.
0: Yeah. That, that's, to, that's to improve your supply chain logistics. Right. <laughs> right. It's like it, if you sell widgets like in Utah, right. like right. It, this is the fucking presidents of the two top nuclear powers like right. you should have some semblance of organization and a clear goal and there doesn't seem to be any of that
1: well the clear goal was I need to go meet my boss
0: well that's the thing right if we're going to pretend it's not that which the media tried to do and mm-hmm. certainly the administration is trying to do mm-hmm. and, and Republicans in Congress are trying to do okay tell us what is happening right
1: then. make something up like, at least
0: because if, if, if I say he's meeting to do nefarious things because he's a Russian puppet and you tell me that I'm Being a
1: hyperbolic hyperbolic
0: conspiratorial jerk, I say, okay, then what is actually happening? And they don't have an answer.
1: Right. What's the goal? What are we trying to do? Why are we here? Yeah. Not like I'm close to, you're close to a lot of things, I feel like, when you're in Helsinki. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) all of Europe. Right? Like Europe, Scandinavia,
0: Eastern Europe. I mean, Northern. You're not
1: that much closer to Moscow than a lot of other places. So I don't think it's just like, I don't know. I was in the neighborhood. Thought I'd drop by, but, but
0: that's kind of what they said. That was the crazy <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, he's like, "Well, he's there," and it's like, "No, that's no, you he's that's there." Not a so we should summit. meet
1: with our greatest adversary, who fucked with our 2016 election, because he's in the neighborhood.
0: Well, obviously, I, it gets much I, much worse, and we're right. going to talk a lot about the summit and the fallout from the summit, and try to get to all the other shit. But like, yeah, that that was the biggest hurdle for me was that well, not the biggest, but it, it kind of like. The media, like, they were breathless in covering this event. This event's going to happen. Then somebody, like, you knew the record scratch on the movie trailers. Yeah. And somebody said, why are we having this summit? And then, yeah. like, they asked for about five minutes, and they didn't get an answer. Oh, well, moving on.
1: Moving on. There's a summit. <laughs> no. So what? we don't really know what's
0: happening, but here you go. Here you go.
1: But well, what else can they do? When you I, ask for riot. five minutes and no one answers you. Yeah, you're not going to go
0: home and not cover it, right? You have
1: to still cover it. Yeah. And if, you, if they refuse to answer your question, like... Okay, well, we don't know why, but there's a summit, <laughs> and it's not really a summit, it's a meeting, and...
0: Okay, well, that's only where the stupid shit began, because yeah. they went and they met for private in two hours with only an interpreter, which right. the interpreter is now subject of all kinds of... Uh, Subpoenaing and... Mishuga, mm-hmm. you know, craziness, and... Because nobody knows what they talked about. They
1: literally had no note-takers or any staffers in the room. It was Vladimir Putin... Donald Trump and an interpreter. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, 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 <laughs> so, like, just to be clear, that's unheard of. Yes. That's not normal. No. That's not what happens. No. When the leaders of two major nuclear powers meet and speak with no agenda <clears throat> to speak of that we know of, um, there are so many people in the room, <laughs> usually. Like, there's, like, staffers and note-takers and, like, you know, usually, like, I don't know, the Secretary of State or, like, you know, somebody... <sighs> No, it's Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, and And an an interpreter interpreter, who did not take notes that we know of. uh, Yeah. But we're going to find out.
0: Well, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) So.
1: Can I, do you know anything about this interpreter? I know the person's name, but like who, from who hired them? Who do they work for? Is it us? Yeah, no, it,
0: no, 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 it was, it was our interpreter. Okay, We're not going to be able to subpoena a Russian interpreter.
1: Right. But where there Vladimir two Putin, interpreters or Putin just one?
0: can, un, from what I understand, can speak, can understand English pretty well, doesn't speak it that great, but can speak it. Trump yeah. doesn't know any Russian. Um, he knows rubles, I guess, and whatever the word for hooker pisses. Right. But like <laughs> he, he was an American assigned interpreter probably through the State Department. Okay, is my guess, and best did guess. Putin
1: have his own interpreter? Or um, not? He, um, so I think there were two interpreters he in the room.
0: Probably did.
1: I think there were two interpreters in the room.
0: Putin, Putin which we is, don't have is, any access to, the other He's a worldly guy and understands English pretty well, but he probably had an interpreter.
1: I would think so. I would think so. And um, when they were doing the press conference, which we'll get to, well, that's um, when the world melted down. I was going to pivot to that. Uh, if you want he to. had a he he. I watched him put a thing in his ear
0: who trump or putin putin oh sure yeah so
1: i'm sure he had an interpreter so there were yeah. four people in that room two of them one of them was Vladimir Putin and his interpreter and one of them was Donald Trump and his interpreter and that's it and we have no access to obviously putin's interpreter but well yeah we just, do to, know just to just explain the,
0: how these things work right like you don't want to sit there and wait you, you get these good interpreters who can sort of just speak on the fly mm-hmm. to try to keep it you know, things flowing. This is how it works at the UN. This is why they right. all have these earpieces. Yeah. They don't have like a Star Trek universal translator. Right. Like very famously right. during the Cuban Missile Crisis, Adelaide Stevenson, when he was uh, grilling the Soviet ambassador to the UN, was, was you know, g- grilling him. I said, hey, don't wait for the translation. You know what I'm talking
2: about.
1: Yeah. You know, something right. to that end. Right. Because he knew um,
0: that he spoke English. Yeah. yeah. well, you, Yeah. they mo- the Russians are better with English than Americans okay. are with Russian. Typically. Every
1: country in the world is better at multiple languages than no, the United yeah, States. Yeah.
0: But that's a whole other topic <laughs> anyway. <just> <laughs> so they get out of this meeting and they stand at these podiums. Oh my God. And
1: first, can we just get to the picture of Donald Trump and Putin walking out of the meeting? And oh, their where, body language? where Trump is kind of like hunched Trump over is like hunched and, yeah. looks sad and like, you know, <laughs> it was weird. Like I saw this meme that was like, Tell them your name, says Putin, and Trump says, I am reek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought for a second, I like, <laughs> tried to give him the benefit of that. Like, Trump is kind of an old guy, but, like, he usually walks, like, with this,
1: this sure like, swagger. Yeah right, yeah, right, There was none of, no. all of his body language, sitting yeah. next to him, standing next to the podium, walking out of the room. He looks very anxious. He looks very worried. He looks kind of confused. He, he, looks, he looks
0: like our dogs look when they've gotten into the trash.
1: Yeah, and then we find them, and they're like, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry I did but I also didn't do it but I'm sorry (laughs) I didn't do it but I'm sorry do you love me still no okay I don't know what to do it's very hard yeah yeah exactly no he just looked like his body language was profound um and then we get to the podium and holy shit and well, then the world I, it, melted down. It
0: did melt down and it's still kind of melting down. And, and, and I guess it should
1: continue to. In,
0: in case you don't know where you forgot. Okay,
1: so let me just give a little background on my week. Yeah. I started a new job on Monday, mm-hmm. which is gonna be a great improvement in my life, and I'm excited about it. But it's also starting a new job is stressful and like overwhelming, and like I had a lot of stuff to there, do. There's no time to fuck no off. No time on to fuck Twitter off on for Twitter 10 minutes, and like yeah. go read the Washington Post all day. Like all week long. I've just been like immersed in this new job. So every day, Travis picks me up from work, and I, like, relay the crazy parts of my new job. And then Travis is, like, very patiently listens and responds because he loves me. And then he's like, so, (laughs) probably don't know about the news today. And I'm like, no, what's going on? And he's like, well, and then he relays the following story to me, which... It's stuck in five o'clock traffic in Denver. I had like a a meltdown. Sometimes
0: just for effect, I do the Robert Siegel voice. (laughs) I'm Robert Siegel. (laughs) So tell me the
1: story that you relayed to me on after my first day of work on Monday. About when they got to the podium. What Uh, happened? Because I didn't watch it. I don't
0: remember how I told you. No, but like what happened? Just (laughs) tell
1: our listeners. What happened
0: was Trump was (laughs) apparently surprised to get a question that said, okay, did, did you did you bring up Russian meddling and, and do you now basically believe that the, the Russians meddled in the election? And Trump said, well, I have Putin here. i mm-hmm. like, I don't know what he meant. Like, look, here he is.
2: Here
0: he is. Uh, something to that effect. And um, I don't see any reason why they would have meddled in the election. And right. And he Vladimir, gave a very, he
1: told me like-
0: He gave a very, very, I have to tell you, he was very strong in his denial of that. Right. So he, like, he did he still like denying that Russia, right. Russia was meddling and in our election, which with Putin standing right, right there. next to him,
1: with <laughs> the very smirky, smirkiest fucking smug smirk on his face. I mean, it was like, yeah, his smirk was legendary. So
0: the world just melted down. Even Fox News, until they got to Hannity and Tucker, uh, was just like, "What the fuck did is you just happening? Say, what, what, are what are you it, doing?" What,
1: and because the reason. If it's not already obvious and you haven't already heard this from every news outlet, I would get to like our perspectives on it. But like, you know, Trump's own intelligence community, right? The the, the federal government.
0: His appointees. His remember, Christopher Wray is and, his appointee. And, <laughs> the head of the CIA is his appointee. <laughs> like, right? Like, these are his people. They, and this is their they, consensus. Their
1: consensus is that Russia definitely meddled with the 2016 election. And did it in favor Trump. of Donald
0: Trump. Now, they're very very careful to point out, and the Republicans twist this, they're very careful to point out, we don't have evidence and we don't know if or how it actually affected the election. Correct. We don't. We don't. That's not the point. We will never be able to quantify that.
1: No, and it's not the point. Right. The point is that we are very, very clear with a total consensus from the intelligence community that Russia attempted to change the results of the election in multiple different ways.
0: And we do know in that Donald they hacked and got access to voter data and voter rolls, correct? In the election, we
1: don't believe that they systems. changed voter number, like no. the actual numbers. No. But we do know a lot. And about I'm going to get
0: into that later and explain how that is probably unlikely that they will ever really be able to do that. Um, but that right. doesn't mean they can't influence the but election. That's not the
1: point. That's right? not the point. The point is yeah. that the intelligence communities have determined with a hundred percent certainty that the Russian government uh, attempted to meddle in U.S. elections. So then having a U.S. president go to meet the Russian president and say to the international media, no, Vlad said he didn't do it, so I don't believe it, which flies in the face of the intelligence community, that's a really big deal. I mean, that's... Absolutely unprecedented, as are most things in this presidency. But that's the thing that people were really the most upset about. Like, yes, of course, he's like bought and paid for by Russians and Putin and all of that. But like really like saying like we can all make, you know, guesses about that. But him saying in public after their two hour meeting in private to the international world, this guy said he didn't do it. So I believe he didn't do it. hmm. Even though his own country, his own intelligence community has determined that he absolutely did do that. Yes. That's the thing. It's a consensus.
0: It's not like a theory. It's not that
1: and and it's and but the thing that was so upsetting was not that like I don't know, Vlad convinced me. It was that like (laughs) it flies in the face of his own intel his own country's intelligence community. The country for which he represents, that he's the president of, that he's the leader of this country, goes And says, don't believe them because this other guy who's our adversary, who definitely did this thing, didn't do it because he said he didn't do it, was like on so many levels fucked up. Right. First of all, listening to a lot of people who have studied Putin and the Russian government and written books and things, you know, he's really good at spinning tales and telling stories. They all are. Trump is stupid (laughs) and gullible and, uh, uh, you know, utterly narcissistic. So very easy to manipulate. And Vladimir Putin is an expert at manipulation. So there's that. And then there's the secondary component of, you know, the Russian government and the KGB or the FSB, I guess now. Um, And Putin very likely have some very damaging information about Donald Trump that would lead him to do literally whatever they say.
0: Yeah, people see people are playing this game. Ari Velshi did this last night. They're trying to either or. Well, either there's compromise or Trump's just really vain or it's like, why can't it be all of that? They're going to cover all their bases. Yes.
1: He knows how to manipulate Trump because everybody does. Mm -hmm. Right. They also have really damaging information. Mm -hmm. And there's likely um, the case that he... Is super like mobbed up and owes them a lot of money. Yeah, that and, like, goes there's way, a lot, way, way, there's, way, way. There's multiple levels of why a US president would do what he did. Yes. And it's not just because he's stupid. Yeah. He is stupid. And it's, but not, it's not one just smoking
0: gun. No. There's, there's it's a, a, lot it's a of litany of this things. This is why the Mueller investigation is so sprawling. Yes. If it was one thing it would be much more narrow It would simpler. have already been done. It may be. Yeah. But like, How there's all these How long did the Star investigation
1: threads. go on? Do you remember? Because I was young. I was like 13. Well,
0: that's a that's a weird question because the Whitewater investigation went on for years. Yeah. And Star was only brought in because they didn't find anything. And then they were like, well, let's bring in another guy to me. Right. <laughs> who really right. is dogged. And and if he doesn't find that, maybe he'll find something. And he did. And right. And we won't, you know. Right.
1: Belabor that point. Yes. But, from the time star was brought on to the time the star report was released. What was it like six months?
0: Oh, n- no, I think it was longer. I want to really? say eight or nine at least, but okay. I, I, my memory,
1: I was like 13. So yeah. I don't remember, but it seemed like it lasted forever because I was like, why are we still talking about this? I'm 13 and I'm angsty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how
0: most of the country felt
2: to be honest.
1: Right. But this is different. Like people are really like <laughs> this lady I used to work with every day. I I'd meet her in the break room and be like, Oh God, here comes Carol. And why haven't they impeached him yet? Where's Mueller? And I just, just look, dude, I hear you. I know it's frustrating. I know that it feels like it's been a long time. (laughs) Well, she works
0: for lawyers, right? She should have said, like... what I said. You know, like, like your boss's real estate thing he's been working on for a year and a half? Right. Like, why do you think this would be faster? Well, she
1: worked in litigation. So, like... So
0: that's, like, two, three, four, five years. Yeah. This
1: is lawyers. And it's the president of the United States. It's gonna be a minute. And he's gonna make sure all his fucking... I's are dotted and T's mm-hmm. are crossed. And 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 when he finds one thing, he's probably going down a rabbit hole of another thing. Yeah, and then there's more rabbit thing, holes right? and more rabbit holes. And he's not going to stop till he's figured it all out. Like
0: to, today they brought and in. And we don't want him to. Yesterday they brought in this uh, New York madam who was tied to Elliot Spitzer years ago,
1: <laughs> who is
0: apparently tied to Roger Stone. So like that's just an example of like you don't know where the leads take you.
1: No. You don't, and like we don't know either. We don't have any idea where he's at in the investigation, yeah. other than a couple of of indictments that have happened. And,
0: and a lot of people misunderstand, and they think, well, the fact that it's this sprawling, this sprawling makes it seem like like these grand, uh, giant uh, conspiracies never like pan out. It's like it's not so much a giant, no. grand, coordinated conspiracy no. in that. If there's if there's a dirty grift going on, everybody wants to get in on it.
1: Right. And <laughs>
0: so yeah. I think
1: it's not singular. Right. Like it's not just did the Trump campaign collude with Russia to meddle in the 2016 election. That's mm-hmm. not the only question that they're answering. That's the question they set out to answer. But as evidence of more crimes comes to the surface, the special counsel is required to investigate crimes. That's right. Because they're a law enforcement agency. And so... And
0: and so if you have Roger Stone getting in on it... And if those
1: crimes are related, especially to like, how did the Russian government come to collude with the Trump campaign? How would that even be possible? mm -hmm. That's the other question. That's why this sprawling thing is allowed to happen. Because we need to figure out how did the Trump campaign and Russia ever... Like How could that happen? And, the, and that's unrelated and to the obstruction angle,
0: right? Right. But, back to back, right. back to Nixon, it's the cover-up, not the crime. Right. So we got the crime we're looking at. We got the cover-up cover we're looking at. We got mm-hmm. the cover-up to the cover-up we're looking at. We got but, all the sprawling parties we have to look at. But backing up, and like,
1: the reason that, because people are like, oh, you know, he's, like, going way outside of his, you know, um, out of his lane. Yeah, he's, right, and
0: we have to keep but, having these debates.
1: But the point is, Like, it seems really obvious to most of us why Trump and the Russians colluded, because obviously. Mm -hmm. But Mueller can't be like, well, obviously he's, like, mobbed up in Russia, right? He can't just say that. We all know that that's true. (laughs) So he's finding the evidence of that. Yeah, he has to to connect the dots. he has to connect every fucking dot. Like, if you want... Every dot. Back to the, like, 80s or 90s or 2000s or whenever when he started borrowing money from the banks to prop up the failing hotels and casinos and building things and all of that. When he started connecting to Russian money, that's how they got to the Trump campaign. Yeah. And, that, and like, there's I'll, a lot of fucking dots there.
0: I'll bring up Keguro again. Like if you listen to Kegro in the morning religiously, like I do mm-hmm. um, working from home allows me to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, if you listen to Keguro religiously, like every time the the media reports on something breathlessly and tries to pronounce some Russian name you never heard, I'm like, oh yeah, I heard about that like two months ago on Kegro, right? <laughs> like, right. But, but the media doesn't have two hours every day to, to dig into all these stories and connect. No, all these they dots. do.
1: They have 24 hours a day, and they choose not to do that. Okay. They choose to do tiny segments, fair, with commercial breaks, so that they can make money. And it's like clickbait.
0: Yeah, but deep dive reporting like that, they have the time eyes and resources. Glaze over. Think, think about. They like,
1: have the time and resources, and they choose not to do it.
0: Yeah, granted, but I don't think I don't think it would be effective. Like, think about I don't know one of your one of your brothers or one of your coworkers turned on the news and there was this deep dive on
1: uh, Alexander
0: Torsion, right? Like
1: PBS does Frontline. Yes. And they do a deep dive. Yeah. And I'm like the only person I know who watches it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, me and you. (laughs) Because my dad sometimes. Right. That's it.
1: But. They don't want to. That's too much.
0: That's too much. Too much. And, and, and like to, to do that, you really have to get into that. But you know, now these things come to come to light, and 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 it's easy to read an article and and like build up the circumstantial evidence in your head. An actual prosecutor has right. to get correct. compile the evidence, and connect it, the dots, and, it's and subpoena not the phone records and I need emails prove, and get testimony.
1: Correct. I need to have a phone record that connects on this date to this time to this thing to this thing to this thing. It's not like
0: and that takes time. And we're
1: not talking about, like, some low-level DA in, like, you Bodunk. know, Memphis that's, like, prosecuting somebody who
0: <laughs> has a set lab. fire
1: to their ex's car. Right. Right? Like, they don't do a lot of that. They're just like, it's probably guilty. You want to take it to a jury. I have a video of a cop showing her setting fire to her ex's car. <laughs> and you're like, all right, we'll take a plea. It's
0: very specific, uh... Example you brought up there, Rachel. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I just know a lot of lawyers, <laughs> but don't we? Um, but this is the president of the United States, mm-hmm. and this is the special counsel to the Department of Justice investigating the president of the United States. So everything has to connect. There's yeah. not a chance that Robert Mueller, who has been characterized as a very like thoughtful, um,
0: meticulous, meticulous dogged,
1: dogged investigator and prosecutor. There's not a chance that he's going to be like, we don't have time for that. He's going to be like, look into that more and make sure that's true. He's find all- <laughs> more evidence of that because this seems explosive. Find more evidence. And then they go find more evidence and then they go, fuck. Hey, Bob. So while I was looking into that thing about that spy, I found this madam. And then there, there was this phone call that was recorded and then this other thing. And he's like, well, I mean, I don't know, does it relate to the Russia investigation? They're like, yeah, probably. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. Don Jr. is connected to it because of his conversation with the Russian lawyer. He's like, look, just figure it out. Figure it out. But bring to me a very detailed timeline with evidence of exactly what happened and we'll see if it relates.
0: exactly. And 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 takes fucking time. And with all these characters and all these threads, it does take time.
1: And some of them are so, like, you know, intersectional. Oh, right? Yeah. It's not like this guy was doing one thing and this guy was doing another thing, so those are separate investigations. It's like you know, 20 people are intersected in 17 different ways, 50 times, and so you got to untangle that web and it mm-hmm. takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And everybody wants a piece of the action.
1: Yes. So, yes. And especially cuz everyone was getting away with it and you know, the Trumps are used to getting away with a lot of shit, so mm-hmm. like they're just fucking careless. And like, oh, I have Michael yeah, Cohen as so my lawyer, the, so it's the, fine. The, and the, like <laughs>
0: But you think about it, right? The Russian oligarchs who stood to uh, cover up their money laundering had a stake in it. And they Mm -hmm. want to do more money laundering Mm -hmm. via Kushner and all these other characters. And Roger Stone had a a stake in it because he's this guy who brings people together and probably gets a cut under the table. Mm -hmm. uh, Or he's just an egomaniac and wants to be part of it um Manafort obviously has his uh propping up uh Russian stooges all over Eastern Europe mm-hmm. so and was
1: specifically sent to go work for the Trump campaign yeah for this purpose right right and
0: it looks like they may have <clears throat> Tillerson too
1: mm-hmm. and then they did you yep. know
0: you have Cohen with his own side <laughs> business with, which is a totally like which separate is a totally and separate and really thing. interesting
1: thing which is so, why I think it's so cute that Robert Mueller passed it off I mean it's really smart that he passed it off. Well, I think it just um, makes sense.
0: This is another thing I wanted to get to about Mueller is we, we keep thinking about him in the wrong lens. He is emotionally detached from this, yeah. which is how it should be. Yeah. So when, when, when Trump and like the Mueller Fox refuses people to
1: comment and you're like, yeah, right. Well,
0: but I mean, what I mean more is when Trump and the Fox people are up there calling Mueller a traitor and a Democrat and which he's and, not, which yeah, he's a registered <laughs> Republican. He's a war hero to boot, but like, he yeah, if he wanted to like run for office before all this as like a Republican candidate, he'd probably have a good chance of, of being uh-huh. nominated for the era of Trump. But anyway, like he, uh, that doesn't phase him. It you know probably pisses off his wife and his family. Yeah, <laughs> but like him, like he's got a job to do, right? And
1: and he's been doing it for a really long time. So yeah. this is this is bigger. But like he finds this shit about Cohen, and he's like, ah oh, fuck, this guy is wicked, wicked, fucking dirty. We found all this shit. Give it to the fucking second district of New York. Let mm-hmm. them fucking handle it. Right. Like, this is not part of the special investigation. I don't care. But like, this guy got to go because he's a prosecutor. So <clears throat> this guy's committed a bunch of crimes.
0: Yeah. So they referred they it Hand on, them off
1: to the pr- appropriate.
0: Uh, uh, and there's new interesting Cohen revelations that we'll maybe get to. But back to Helsinki. So yeah. two, hour, two hours they, they talk in private. Then Trump says this ridiculous thing that the world melts down. He gets on Air Force One and he's immediately sort of surrounded. I don't know if Pence was on the plane, but by uh, by Pence and by Pompeo mm.
1: specifically,
0: who are like, dude, you can't you, you can't do you have
1: any idea what you just did? You, you
0: can't get up there and do what you just did. And Trump's ostensibly, why the hell not He's like, dude, you, you can't you're going to have to find a way to walk this back. And they're like, well, how do we walk it back? And so in 24 hours, they put their heads together. And they say, OK, the greatest, I got it. The
1: greatest team, the best people, the best people <laughs> and the greatest team after draining the swamp came up with what?
0: Uh, came up with when I said there was no reason they would have done it. What I meant to say was there was no reason to think they wouldn't have done it.
1: A little double negative there. <laughs> I just misspoke. <laughs> So that's not a joke. That's literally. That's literally
0: what happened. In case you missed it, so they tried that on. Was it Tuesday? It must mm-hmm. have been Tuesday. 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 He got up there, and and it wasn't a press conference. He was meeting with Republicans to try to like uh, rape kill Baby every Seals first or something. Or, yeah. yeah. So like he, they ask him like, uh, and he's like, oh, by the way, press, since you're in here, when I said yesterday that uh, I said there is no reason to think. Russia would have meddled what I would say there's no reason to think they wouldn't have and of course I believe the our intelligence guys. So that's over, go away.
1: Yeah. And then this reporter, But but then, but then
0: he immediately kind of contradicted well, then himself. Well, this reporter
1: said, "Do you think that the Russians are still?"
0: That was Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, I am mean, not okay. done with Tuesday. Oh, yet. okay. Because right. what a lot of, because <laughs> a lot of people just ran with that headline and said, "Okay, Trump changes his mind and Trump says... Trump
1: retracted retracts. what he said. And it's like, "No, no, no." no but no, in the wait. very
0: next sentence, he said yeah, it, Russia. Or, you know, it could have it been could somebody have been, else. Right, right, right. Like, like, he still was hedging.
1: It's Russia, but it could have also been a lot of people. We don't know. <laughs> like, no, we do know. We do, The whole point of why people are mad at you is that we know. Yeah. And you can't say it. out. Not, he's not even in the room, dude. Yeah. You don't have to be a Reek right now. He's
0: always there, though. He's, he's always, always there. always in, in his brain, on his shoulder. Yeah.
1: So then, he goes to another press conference for some other raping of baby seals or yeah. killing of firstborn children. Wednesday. Wednesday. Talking about, I don't remember what, because I, I mean, it's not that I don't remember; it's that I didn't watch it because I was at work. Um, But that he was asked about. Oh,
0: are the Russians still? Do
1: you feel like the Russians are still trying trying to to meddle in our our elections, considering the upcoming midterm elections? And and he he said said no. no. And she said, "You don't think they're trying to do that?" And he said, "No." And then he was like, "Okay, thanks, everybody. I'm out." Right. So then
0: so everybody ran. With everybody that?
1: freaked out again <laughs> because you're like, fucking Christ, the intelligence community is very, very clear that they are and that it's a serious, serious cybersecurity threat. And it's something that um, I know here in Colorado, like the two secretaries of state that are running Wayne Williams and Jenna Griswold, Jenna Griswold for the win. Um, she's like a 34 year old woman mm-hmm. who's running against this old white dude who uh, was like the first state um secretary of state to give over our voter information to trump mm. um which she's running on which is smart oh of course um they both have made like really strong statements about cybersecurity and about like our voting machines colorado has been voted the safest state to vote in that's I good to know good to know and we have mail ballots we have mail-in ballots mm-hmm. and so there's also receipt. You go we have and one and see. of the highest percentage of voter um voters like the people that actually vote yeah, in the country. Yeah, because it's
0: convenient and it yeah. comes to your mailbox. They send and... you
1: and you have like two weeks to send it back or you can drop it off. And it's great. But mm. anyway, um, yeah, so he's like, no, I don't think it's a threat. Like he doesn't say, no, I don't think it's a threat. He just says no. And then when he's asked for clarification, he says no again. <clears throat> so then the next day.
0: I think it was later that afternoon, actually.
1: Was it? Maybe.
0: Sarah Sanders. They say, OK, what the fuck was that, Sarah Sanders? And she says, no, no, no. When he said no, he just meant no more questions.
1: Right. And the reporter was like, no, he heard, <laughs> heard clearly what I said. And then I Licked asked in again. My eye. And he said no twice. And she's like, no, he was just saying no more questions. He wasn't answering your question. He was saying no more questions. Oh,
0: the gaslighting. It's oh, my unbelievable. God. Unbelievable.
1: Oh, my God. She's like the textbook definition of an abusive husband. <laughs> just like. Straight gaslighting every. She just lies every day.
0: Yeah, that's a that's sort of an off-topic thing. And for some reason, now Sean Spicer's writing a book, so now every what? network has to have him on for some reason to what? promote his dumb Who book. Even
1: remembers the pasty white dude. But Who that's cares? my thing.
0: There's all this sympathy, and it's mostly from other beltway types because they're in the because they maybe had a work. beer with him one time. Well, they're in their their line of work, and and they feel sympathy for people like Spicer and Sanders and like they have to go out and lie but it's their job and it's no. like you don't have to take that job
1: there's a lot of other things and you, you don't can do and you don't have to lie
0: well if you work for Trump you do but
1: no you get fired you say the truth and then you get fired and then let that be the story but don't go out there every day and lie and tell me like that's like what the Nazis said it was just my job I was just doing my job. Well, I guess my point—my point, point
0: more—is you don't have to do that job. Nobody's holding a gun, right. to Sarah Sanders or Sean Spicer's head, and making them do this job. Right. right. So if you're gonna do the job, you're gonna lie. But of course, there's no indication that Spicer or Sarah Sanders have any issue with telling the lies they tell.
1: I mean, there is some indication that that's true, right? Well, like no, it, she went on like the, after the immigrant kids thing, she like refused to do press conferences. It, yeah, it's, and tough, sent out when, Kristen it's tough when your
0: lies are so bad and so easily debunkable that you look like a fucking idiot. She gets or, mad about that. Well,
1: she also gets mad, I think, as a mom, she was like, I can't do this with the immigrants. Nah, no, I don't cages. think so.
0: Sanders? Nah. I, don't
1: I think, think she gives
0: a shit about brown kids in cages. I don't think I so. I don't think,
1: maybe that's true, but I think that the questions being so But her point, image. Her image, and also, like, I think it's really hard in that case, to answer any questions because of what you've said that it's debunked so easy. I mean, it's just...
0: Well, she was most what mad... What lie
1: are you going to tell?
0: And she, when she gets really mad is when they can't even get their story straight. That, that's when yeah. she feels when like she's she hung out sh- to she's, like the she's given thing. the
1: story and then she says it and then he tweets something that directly contradicts what she was told to say <laughs> and she's just like, for fuck's sake.
0: Well, this, this did the same thing to Spicer all the time. But like the Rob Porter thing was where she really blew a gasket because they couldn't even get their story straight. Right. You know, they were just, it was two, eight different flavors of bullshit. And like, here, Sarah, you answer the questions because we don't want to deal with it. And she's like, I I don't know what story to tell her, which bullshit, which
1: bullshit am I supposed to say? Yeah.
0: Pick yeah. one. So I don't want to feel, like, I say I feel for
2: her, no.
1: but I can understand Fuck why she was her. pissed off. Fuck her.
0: In that Fuck scenario. Her. But anyway. Fuck her. Yeah. So they had Spicer on all these fucking networks hawking his book. and I didn't see
1: any of that. He's, he's, he's
0: still saying gobbledygook. It doesn't make sense. Like, did you tell the truth? Yeah. But some of this shit was debunked. Well, something alternative facts. And it's like, why is this guy on the air? No, I'm not buying his fucking book. And no. I hope nobody does.
1: No. But he cares do they even remember who he is if you're not us
0: yeah I, I would like to think that the most uh, people are like that
1: guy he was something I don't remember that the
0: publisher grossly overestimated the interest in a Sean Spicer book
1: I would like to think so too and I like even I the right wingers that, I, I they're think like, like that guy it, uh, we never liked him anyway yeah fuck
0: him yeah fuck him he's
1: a cuck <laughs> Right?
0: Speaking of cucks. Oh God. Uh Paul Manafort's texts. Uh Trove oh, yeah. of Paul Manafort. And I know I, we both feel ambivalent about it. But okay, maybe we'll just skip over that.
1: No, I think we should talk about it.
0: Should we? I yeah. mean, I'm we're not done with Helsinki. We're just jumping around like crazy people. But <laughs> okay. uh okay, just a brief aside, because you mentioned cucks. Uh <laughs> Paul Manafort. uh They had hacked the apparently Paul Manafort's whole family to save money because rich people are really cheap. Uh, like some kind of AT and T family plan. Mm -hmm. So somebody was able to like hack into their account and get like all their so WikiLeaks had all of it and and didn't publish it. Publish it, yeah,
1: because they're definitely not connected to (laughs) them.
2: No, no. But somebody did. This
1: hacker, uh, released them in a searchable format. They'd sort of been leaked in like. These like dark web sort of forms and stuff, but in like a, a way that bit. was really like not readable for most people yeah. and certainly not. The press isn't going to figure it out. Right. You don't hand it to them on a plate. They're not going to like try. So she, they, I'm not actually sure what their pronouns are, um, released it in a searchable format and it's what, about 300,000 text messages. It's a bunch. Yeah. Um, these people from, love texting. Well, don't we all? fair. I mean, if our family plan,
0: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but we got nothing to lose. Okay. Hack us. You're going to, you're <laughs> going to see a lot of nudes and dirty talk. Give you that right now. <laughs> what do you want to know? You want to hey,
1: see... pick me up from the thing. Dude, can you get me some chicken? Yeah. It's pretty boring. Well, that... and then also not boring, but also not like <laughs> anything that's politically anything. Anyway, so she, they released all of the texts and in those texts, um, were texts between other members of Paul Manafort's family, including his two daughters. Mo- it's
0: mostly his daughters. Right. Because they're, they're 30 something. Which makes somethings. sense, yeah.
1: right? I don't think Paul Manafort's, like, texting a lot. No. He's, like, 70. Very
0: few, I think, were from him right. or to him directly.
1: These texts, the text messages and the phone numbers and email addresses in some cases were not redacted. No. Um, And they were released in full. Yes. And... I have a real problem with that. Sure. I do. I do.
0: Should I get to some of the juicy stuff that was in there or are we going to skip that?
1: Yeah, go ahead. But then we're going to talk about why I have a real problem with it.
0: And well, this is part of why. The, the juicy stuff was, well, it was kind of interesting, I guess, like you appear into people's life. The daughters are big fans of uh, how to making a murderer. Steve yeah. Avery case. Okay. They talked a lot about that. Okay. And a lot of people were misunderstanding because there's all stuff about there and like, what do the feds know? And what about the body? And, right. they're and they are like, like, whoa, what is this? Oh, Manafort murder yeah, yeah. And, and like, then they no, scroll down and they start Netflix talking about Stephen show. Avery and they're like, oh, okay. They're big fans of the show too. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause they're people. No,
0: but I was like reading like two pages of that yeah. shit. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, oh making a okay. murder. Okay. Okay. It's
1: like when we were listening to Serial. Yeah. Like if you looked at the text between me and Don, you would think for sure that like we <laughs> were trying to cover up someone's involvement in a murder. <laughs> For sure. Because we were like, They're like Did you hear what, what she said?
0: Why did they tell the cops that? Exclamation right, points. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, what are you hiding, Rachel? Right. So that, no, me and Don Literally talk about a TV show.
1: During listening to the serial podcast would be very like indictable. And that was you these, these young
0: ladies' context. things, and in a way it was humanizing. And and but interestingly they definitely get to the point where like wow, dad is so corrupt. I can't believe he's doing these things. Right. He's he's doing all the shit in Ukraine, it's so dirty. And it's right. like, Yeah, okay, we knew that. And
1: stuff that's personal to them
0: there is stuff that's very personal um yeah i guess i won't get into it like if you want to look it up it's there but there's there's it's
1: personal and it's salacious and it's gross and it shouldn't and be it's irrelevant the it's and utterly it's totally irrelevant. irrelevant to paul manafort's dealings with donald trump and russia yeah and it is very personal and very exploitive and it shouldn't be out there and it shouldn't be on the internet and i read the person who Released all of these text messages. Her their um, explanation of it, which is like a seven pronged point explanation of why they decided to release this in this way and not Mm -hmm. redact things and not um, well and to share it in full because
0: of WikiLeaks mostly.
1: Because they were saying that. You know, it kind of already had been released on the dark web, and people already kind of leaked some of this stuff, and people already kind of knew. And also, we're not talking about your average Joe off the street. These are people with a lot of money and a lot of power, and that are connected to and had visited the White House. And like, just it just seems like a lot of justifying for something that I think really should not have been done. Well,
0: let me back up a second, right? Because in the in the
1: air of like total transparency, you should be able to know everything. And I'm like, not. I don't need to know about. (sighs) The sexting between Paul Manafort's daughter and someone else—I don't need to know that. That's or, not relevant, or what
0: the Manafort's did in their in their, bedroom, their own bedroom and how the daughters
1: felt about it, or anything of that else. Too. Like I don't need to know that. That's not relevant, and no. it's personal. Yeah, and it's not the job of of these hacktivists to. I know it feels good, maybe for a minute, to be like, "Fuck the Manafort's." Blah. Look, you don't get to pick who your fucking parents are. You don't get to pick who your parents are and what they choose to do with their lives, and. I don't think it's fair for his daughters to be exposed in the way that they were.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Now I want to tie this into another recent debate that's flared up again in light of the whole Trump gate thing. Everybody's now focusing on the last few weeks of the campaign when WikiLeak released the hacked Podesta emails and yeah. the DNC emails. Yeah. The justification there was two prong. It was, well, th- these were off of official work emails. Mm hmm. Uh, and you know, since we got them, it's okay to release them. Now there wasn't anything that salacious in there.
1: No.
0: Uh, there was a lot of dumb stuff, which crazy conspiracy theorists then thought was code for,
1: <laughs> well, that's how we got pizza game
0: pizza. Yeah. You know, walnut sauce. Right. Yeah. But like, what's the difference is, is basically, is there a difference? Because yes. like you and I share shit over email. Yes. Typically, we try to avoid sharing sensitive or personal shit over work email, but it happens. Yeah, right. Right?
1: Right. Um,
0: so, the New York Times is still justifying them <laughs> breathlessly releasing the Podesta emails every day on the front page. It's the biggest news in the world. Nothing else matters.
1: I would argue that there is a difference. Okay. I don't think the Podesta emails should have been leaked because I don't think that there was anything relevant that came out of them. Um.
0: That the Democratic Party preferred the
1: Democrat? Right. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, But I would argue that John Podesta and Hillary Clinton are public figures, Uh engaged in public service. Right. And that in pursuit of that public service, they exchanged emails. Yep. And that, that, okay, right? These are girls, young women- Texting their sister, yeah, you know, about stuff that have not decided to become public figures. Yes. Only are because their father has chosen to become a public figure. Right. And that their privacy was grossly violated by this.
0: Uh, I think that's fair.
1: And I don't think there was any relevance to it. And I don't think it served any purpose other than to... I don't know. There's some slut shaming going on there. Certainly. Um, And just some like good old-fashioned nosy gossip. Yeah, um, plenty of that. But that really grossly violates these young women's privacy in a way that didn't need to be done.
0: Agreed. And So we're not going to read the texts.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not participating in in explaining any of that or, or exposing them any further. And I don't think the news media is going to either. Um,
0: no, nobody's really touched that. Because
1: I think we all feel like no.
0: Maybe we are a little skeezed out by it now. But yeah. what? But you know what? <laughs> I don't buy that really, because if if somebody hacked into Hillary Clinton's personal emails mm-hmm. and released them, like the New York Times would be all over that, or her yeah. personal texts. Or well, her that's Blackberry. Hillary
1: Clinton, right? This is this is
0: or Chelsea Clinton, right? I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe know. I'm wrong. Maybe. Anyway, I would
1: like to live in a world where I think that's not true, but I don't know. But I'm not like I, I'm not going to be partisan about this. You know, I don't like Paul Manafort. I think he's a fucking crook. I think he's a gross criminal agent of the Russian government. Yeah. And his daughters did not deserve to be violated in the way that they did by somebody on our side.
0: Agreed. And when it comes to privacy, again, we are pretty open people. And Mm -hmm. like, we're pretty open about things we say and do. And we're unapologetic about our lifestyle and everything else. But Mm -hmm. our business is still our business. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to talk more about uh, the Helsinki fiasco and the fallout from that and then uh, what uh, Trump and his infinite wisdom decided to do next which is kind of the talk of the town and then
1: and some updates on some Nazis
0: oh yes yes good stuff there okay don't go anywhere we we'll to everyone's testimony. Uh, Before we get back to Trump chaos, we want to bring you some good kind of news. I don't know if you want to call it good news, but it's news. It's probably good news, right? From Charlottesville?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, you guys all remember the the crying Nazi?
0: Christopher Cantwell.
1: Christopher Cantwell, who helped to... uh, make the event in Charlottesville, the the Nazi tiki torches and all of that. He was a big part of it. Yeah. And then the part of the reason he was a big part of it is that he decided to go on vice news, right? Vice, the HBO thing. They did that vice special right mm -hmm. after and
0: he would, they basically profiled him.
1: Yeah. And he volunteered to do that and was very vocal about his, um, Nazism, um, and white supremacism. And then, <clears throat> After the events in Charlottesville, which claimed the life of Heather Heyer, who was um, a person who is not a Nazi, uh, he got some backlash, and he's famous for being the crying Nazi because he posted this like YouTube video of himself literally sobbing about how like his life had been altered by the fact that he'd been outed as a Nazi, even though... It was he, he himself. Outed himself as a Nazi. Correct.
0: And he was also crying about his legal problems and his bills. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. he's just having a meltdown basically.
1: Yeah. And that's what happens when you tell the world that you're a Nazi and also assault people. hmm So two things happened after that in relation to this Nazi. Um, one, he has criminal charges against him in mm-hmm. the state of Virginia. mm mm-hmm. um, for assault because he tear gassed some of the protesters or not protesters, but just human beings who are not Nazis. Um, and, 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 you know, committed violence against some of the people that were there that were not Nazis. And they were felony crimes. Um, there's a separate matter, which is a civil case that he brought against two people who were there um one is a trans woman of color another is a jewish man and he brought a civil suit against them and they countersued and that case is on hold pending the criminal case um and the criminal case we just found out this week that he pled guilty to those uh, a subset like a right like a less bad version of those crimes mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and is not allowed to own guns and must be um, out of Virginia for five years not is not allowed to set foot in the state of Virginia for five years now I know that that seems like getting off light yeah um, but it, I can just tell you that that's really good right he has no platform in Virginia, um, as part of the civil case, he's not allowed, and he has a very restrictive um, uh, probation or or parole. I, I don't know exactly. I guess it's probation, but um, set of terms including like not being allowed to be in Virginia, not owning guns, mm-hmm. um, and as part of the civil case, like not allowed to speak publicly about the people that he is suing and that are counter suing him, which he has repeatedly, uh, not been able to, to do. Um, I know it seems like maybe that's not enough, but for the people that are involved in the case, it's a really big win. It's a really big win that, um, he can't be in Virginia for five years, can't own guns. Um, in terms of how the white supremacist community, I think will view him, um, that, you know, considering the, the charges that he was, uh, the crimes he was charged with um, and the possible sentence that goes along with those, um, I think that they're going to view him as like, you know, you didn't stand up for yourself. You like let these people walk all over you and like, um, You know, they're not, they don't have a lot of a moral center over there in the Nazi community. And for someone like him, who's been such like a public face to a lot of this, for him to take this plea deal and plea guilty to these crimes and and say it's okay that I'm not allowed to be in this state and it's okay that I don't have to have guns, I think is going to make him a target of some of these um, Nazis because... They might think maybe like he narked, but they also like, just from like a, that toxic masculinity perspective, you know, and that, that Nazi perspective, like he gave in, Mm -hmm. right? He He wasn't a martyr. Right, right, right. So, um, I think in the civil case, I think it's good news there because Mm -hmm. he's already pled guilty to these crimes, um, and I think that the people that he is litigating civilly will probably prevail and that's great. Um, but it's good news. It's really, really good news. Um, and I don't know how to be more nuanced about it, but I, but it, it just, I just want you all to feel good about it. I just want you to feel like it's, it's really good.
0: It's a step in the right direction. Yeah.
1: It's really good that this is what happened and yeah. that he agreed to these terms and it is damaging to him and it is hard and he'll probably fuck up the terms of his probation and probably end up in jail um, and he, the judge sentenced him to the maximum amount of uh, time for probation under really strict circumstances so there's a lot of opportunity for him to fuck that up um, which is not a thing that I usually cheer for because <laughs> I don't particularly love the prison industrial complex but in the case of a Nazi, um, I think that we'll find Christopher Cantwell in jail sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just don't think that he will be able to comply. Yeah. Or he'll be compelled with his own ego to not comply. Yeah. Because his own ego has made him not comply already with civil orders. Sure. Against, like, he's going on all these talk radio stations and all these podcasts and talking about.
0: Recording YouTube videos. And yeah,
1: yeah. And talking about the people that he's involved in the civil case with, which is directly in violation of the judge's orders. And he's
0: he's uh, displaying all the dirty laundry and infighting among yeah, the Nazi yeah, crowd. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a lot of that going on. And his lawyer, Elmer Woodard, you should look up, it is a caricature of a white supremacist. Who looks like literally somebody that they would put in like a KFC commercial? Yeah, a he, he
0: dresses like Colonel Sanders. He does. Wears he a does stupid top hat and a cane and like a straw, bolo.
1: a straw white and straw top hat with like a flag uh-huh. thing around it, and like he's got the beard. I mean, he literally looks like he was walking into casting for like a KFC commercial, yeah. and he's their lawyer. And the Washington Post... He's not a great lawyer. <clears throat> no. <laughs> the Washington Post did a really interesting piece on him, profiling him. Yeah, this was um, a couple
0: weeks ago
2: now.
1: A couple weeks ago, yeah. And about like his past and like what his legal career has looked like in addition to um, how he sort of became radicalized to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a really bad guy. Um, in the civil case, he's also Cantwell's attorney. And he, in their complaint, which is the thing that you do initially to like Mm -hmm. make a civil litigation happen. Um, he dead named and misgendered the trans woman of color, um, throughout the complaint, even though she has legally changed her name and gender. Um, and the legal team had to fight with them and the judge about that, which is funny because the legal team on the side of the people being sued, the protesters, um, the good guys, right? They filed like a motion to make the legal team of Christopher Cantwell use the proper pronouns and proper name of the defendant. Or, or her, be in her legal name, yeah. And in their response, it was this long, rambling. You can't change someone's gender and it's a mental disorder. Yeah, and all it, of this it was, transphobic, it, awful nonsense. It and was it, an
0: attempt to get uh, sympathy from the mainstream right.
1: Yes, and throughout this horrible, awful, transphobic um, garbage document that they produced to the court, it's funny because at no point did they actually um, make any legal objection to... The defense's claim that they have to name this person correctly. And so when the judge ruled on it, he said, um, apparently with no objection from (laughs) the plaintiff, uh, we will, of course, use um, her legal name and legal gender. Mm -hmm. Because Elmer is just so great at his job that he wrote this response to this motion and never actually made a legal argument why he shouldn't have to do it. He just spouted a bunch of transphobic bullshit all over yeah, the Yeah, we we'll
0: hope that the news would pick it up and Fox News and that they would, and that didn't happen. But
1: like, it doesn't even matter if that did happen because he never said, here are the reasons why I don't have no, to do that. No, he made that. no legal argument. Because there is no legal argument. Right. Because legally in Virginia, her name is not the name that they dead named her, and her gender is not the gender that they ascribed to her. So yes. there is no reason that you would publicly. Um, in in a court filing, identify someone as not their legal name and not their legal gender.
0: it was very transparent what they were trying to do.
2: It it didn't work on either end.
1: They've done a lot of other things too, like amend one of their complaints to be 88 pages when before it was not because 88 is HH, which is Heil Hitler and like a lot of just really horrible, gross shit. Which
0: Stephen Miller's team does.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like they're the worst. They're the literal worst human beings on earth. But um, so anyway, I, I know it doesn't seem like you know, the greatest, like great victory of all the things, but it, it means a lot and it's, um, complicated and I might have an attorney come on at some point and explain like why it's really good, Mm -hmm. but, um, probably not till the civil case, um, is finished. Um, but now that the criminal case has been pled out, I think the, the civil case is on well on its way to being on our side.
0: Okay. Before we get to Trump stuff, you reminded me of a couple other things that have happened in the news one I just saw this morning in terms of transphobia. Mm-hmm. Um, a, uh, a trans woman in Arizona who had just recently transitioned uh, got prescription for hormone therapy.
2: Mm. HRT, yeah. went
0: to pick it up at an Arizona CVS and the pharmacist refused to fill the order. Um okay. In front of other people, normal day. So not only violated the law by not... Uh, or at least violating company policy by not filling the prescription that her doctor <laughs> ordered for a yeah. legal drug, right? But also basically outing her in front of like a bunch of people. So that person did get fired. Okay. Uh, if that person goes the legal route and this works it way works its way up the courts and it gets to the Supreme Court, the that's trans woman. Something- no, the trans woman, I don't think, is going to sue because she got her meds and the guy got fired. What I'm saying is if the guy who got fired ah, brings a suit.
1: Religious freedom, right?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there are already... Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's weird because there are laws on the books where that's not per se illegal, but CVS, but you can get fired for doing it. So...
1: Well, I think there are not laws, right, federally that protect trans people from discrimination. Um. And we know that because of everything else that's happened. And we felt relatively sure that like we would continue the process of trying to make that possible. But currently that's not illegal in a lot of states. No. And I don't know about Arizona, but I'm assuming it's not. Well, that's why I'm saying it's nuanced. No,
0: in Arizona, it's not. There's a religious exemption. Yeah. But a company can fire you for not doing your job. I don't
1: want you to get fired, though. Like, I want you to get fired, but I also want there to be some um, liability for that. I want there to be a law that says you're not allowed to do it. And that law doesn't exist.
0: Right. And 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 that law
1: needs to cover not just like hormone replacement therapy, but like birth control and AIDS medication and a variety of medication that people who have quote a sincerely held religious belief might have a problem with.:
0: Well, recently a woman, and I forget what state couldn't get her contraception, and I think it was actually for endometriosis of all things.
1: Does't matter what it's for No it,
0: I know it doesn't matter what it's for. It's just the, the, the utter stupidity of it right. Um,
1: and the pharmacist couldn't have known that, right but that doesn't matter. Because a pharmacist's job...
0: Well, right. It's like if you, if you just come out of surgery and you have opiates and the pharmacist says, I think you're going to take these to get high. It's just as stupid.
1: Well, no. It would be different because it would be like one of those weird people, the, that weird religion where like they won't let their kids have access to medical care because well, they can pray it well, away. Then, well, then
0: you're not going to be a pharmacist, probably. But,
1: but maybe you are.
0: But my point is this. If this guy sues and it works its way up the courts and gets to the Supreme Court, eh, watch out. I don't know where they're going to go with that. No.
1: I mean, that's what we were saying last week with Molly is like, you know, the whole point of the Trump presidency wasn't Trump. It was about the Supreme Court and they won Mm -hmm. and they get it now. So things like religious freedom act, Freedom to discriminate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are something that we know for sure John Roberts and Neil Gorsuch believe in. Mm -hmm. And if we have a 5-4 court... We're going to lose these every time and they're going to go back to the States. Yeah. And that is overwhelmingly negative in every possible way that you can imagine. Yeah. So and things like hormone, I mean, it's not just, everybody keeps focusing on Roe and on reproductive rights because that's the, that's the big ticket item for the Republicans, but it's a lot of other things too. Mm -hmm. Right. It's HRT and it's, um, lgbt rights and it's marriage equality and it's um yeah these things are are gonna come up this religious freedom thing i mean it is really pervasive yeah that's why we were so freaked out
0: about the hobby lobby decision right not just because employees of hobby lobby is now a bigger pain in the ass for them to get contraception it's like well if you're saying this about this
1: you're making Precedence. You can
0: apply this in many different ways,
1: and like precedent matters. That <laughs> it matters or it doesn't. Like John <laughs> Roberts
0: wipes his ass with precedent when it doesn't suit him, but they can also use it as an excuse to justify. But not other just
1: things. the Supreme Court. A lot of district courts and appeals courts use standing Supreme Court case law as precedent to make decisions about all kinds of things that we don't hear about. Of course, and so. I think, like I said, like people that were like, don't worry about the masterpiece cake shop thing. It's just uh, like, don't talk to me. Yeah. It's precedent Mm -hmm. now and they can use it. However, they decide to use it for whatever nefarious things they decide to use it for. And I think coming up, if Kavanaugh gets confirmed, which he will, which he will. And if he doesn't, he might not given Helsinki. But and the
0: fact that he explicitly, explicitly like, states the, the president, president can, cannot can, be cannot indicted be or, or indicted yeah, for mm-hmm. anything.
1: He uh, might not just because of Helsinki. Okay, he and then they'll will. find another they'll garbage find that, person matter, who didn't right? say that
0: specifically. It
1: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Kavanaugh or not. Yeah, The only reason that matters is for the Russia stuff. For our general like rights and progressive things that we've dealt with and, and fought for for the last 60 years, doesn't. it doesn't um, it does matter. No, you're absolutely it's gonna right. It's going to be 5-4. So we're gonna have to live with that because elections have consequences. And there are a lot of little things, and I think to Molly's point last week, like death by a thousand cuts, Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a lot of cases that bring up one little thing, and everyone's gonna say, calm down, don't be hyperbolic. It's It's just one little thing, it's not a big deal. And we have to remember that it is a big deal. And if you happen to live like I do, In a relatively blue state, in a pretty urban area, we're pretty well insulated and protected from a lot of these things. But we cannot remember, or can't forget rather, our brothers and sisters and and people that don't live where we live and the hardships that are going to come upon them when it goes back to the states. And I don't know, 15 or 20 of those states for sure or going to say marriage equality is an abomination and abortion is illegal and contraception is not really a thing. And that's a, that's a real thing. You know, we're not, if we want to be a community and we want to be a nation and we want to be what we say we are, then we have to remember those people who live in those states, that's why states' rights doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That's why federalism has been set up the way that it is—that federal law, right, supersedes state law. Well, we had and the Fourteenth Amendment.
0: We, we had this fight; it was called the Civil War. <laughs> right. And the Fourteenth
1: and, Amendment established and the that the federal government won. Federal rights supersede state rights, and that—and the the Fourteenth Amendment has been gutted since it was created. Mm-hmm. It was created with a really specific purpose. And if you study like legal theory at all, you can find out how the, the 14th Amendment has been absolutely gutted to be almost useless at this point. But um, when we give everything back to states, then what we're saying is, if you live in Mississippi, you do not have the same rights as I have in California Right, the Bill or of Rights Colorado. is different for you. It's different for you. It's different for you because of the state that you live in. Mm-hmm. And that was what the 14th Amendment was specifically trying to prevent. Exactly. Trying to abolish. Yeah. And we're not in a place where that exists anymore. And so I think a lot of our organizing efforts and our attention has to go to those states where when this happens, because I'm telling you, kids, it's going to happen. Um, Trump's going to get his nominee, whether it's Kavanaugh or not. And... That nominee is going to make the court 5-4. 6-3. And, six, three. Six, three. and that is going to make every civil rights win that we've had um, not matter. And people always say, well, we have co-equal branches of government. So Congress can fix it. But in order to do that, right, requires a constitutional amendment. hmm which requires ratification from two-thirds of the states. Not a
0: simple majority.
1: It's not even a simple majority of the Congress people. It's two-thirds ratification from the states. Mm -hmm. So the states themselves have to vote on a constitutional amendment and two-thirds of them have to agree. And the last time that happened, a really fucking long time (laughs) ago. We tried it with the Equal Rights Amendment in the 70s and it failed. The Equal Rights Amendment, which just said that men and women are equal. Failed constitutional ratification. Mm-hmm. It's the last time it was tried, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's a really um, reasonable way for us to uh, combat the horror that's about to come down from the Supreme Court.
0: No, any- and there's
1: a lot of cases coming up that have a lot of implications about immigration and about healthcare and about women's rights and gay rights and yeah and and. It's Religious all coming and, and all
0: very it. little of it, if any of it, is going to go our way. That's right. There'll be some surprises and things go our way, but maybe, but for the most part, it won't.
1: No, and it's it, all going to go the other way. Yeah. yeah. And to quote somebody really smart who knows a lot of things, um, I think the country's going to be on fire in two years. And I, I don't want to believe that that's true but i think it might be true
0: fire can be cleansing
1: i think it could also kill you but
0: yeah it and can i be think cleansing. that's going
1: to happen too but i just don't see where i don't i don't i don't see a way forward for this country if everything that we've worked toward and all the progress that we have made is undone in a matter of years. Well, that's the thing, Two, right? Two, three, four years. It,
0: it, people like Dan McLaughlin like to say <laughs> that the liberal ideals are still in the minority. And that's not true. It's, it's sort of true, but not even true in the way people vote. The Democratic candidate has won the popular vote six out of the last seven elections. Uh, and everything that polls, whether it's ACA or gay rights or trans rights, uh, abortion rights like it's all on our side by big fucking margins yeah. but elections are a different thing because your average American doesn't always put two and two together for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like the things they want and care about Then, when it actually comes Why to picking. Why do you picking... think
1: there's so much money in politics? Yeah, because it's, it's to a, make it's a them game. not it's, put two and two together. It's an illusion. Yes. Yeah, And it's about Nobody's all. Nobody's telling you what's it's not really about, it's going on. It's never about issues. Right.
0: Nobody votes. No. People like us vote about issues. Your average American that doesn't pay attention votes for who they like, whatever amorphous thing that means. Right. So. And
2: how much. But then they
0: get pulled on the issues. The issues are all in our favor. And yet we can't. We're not. We're not in control of any branch of the government. Right. It's maddening. Yes, but yes. in any event, yes, yes, and, and you know <laughs> that's the problem. And and I was very naive for a long time and thought, even up until early 2016, I'm like, this is all going to work itself out for us because we're, right. we're on the right side of everything as far as the majority of the American people by and big and also margins. morally, we are right. Well, forget morally. I'm going by what people care about in polling. like this is the it's on our side but it doesn't matter (laughs) because there's
1: the gap in polling right we always talk about the gap in polling is i agree with that how important is it to me and how i vote that's always the gap in polling Pollsters always get wrong even
0: if they say it's important right because right now the top of every poll what people care about is health care there's one party that wants to uh, bolster or dramatically improve or even do something dramatically different with healthcare. That sounds to some people like socialism and the other party just doesn't really want anybody to have fucking healthcare. Right. So if that's what everybody cares about, then there should be a blue wave regardless of Trump and anything else. We don't know that that's going to happen,
1: but that's not what people are going to vote on because people don't vote on issues to your point. Exactly. So you can poll people all day long about how much they agree with the democratic party platform but first of all, we're really bad, as we've said every fucking week, at telling people what we believe in. And secondly, people don't vote on that. No. They don't. Most people. Like There are single-issue voters out there that exist for sure. And
0: there are multi-issue voters.
1: Right. Like, I'm a multi-issue voter. Yeah, obviously. I'm also a single-issue voter. Well, like, if it's
0: a really important issue, yeah.
1: Reproductive health. Sure. I, I refuse... With every particle of my body to vote for someone who doesn't believe that I have the right to reproductive health, including abortion and contraception. So Shocking! That's just there not are not
2: so few
0: <clears throat> climate change single issue voters out there. There seems to be very few. I agree. That should be top of everybody's list, and right. because it's a slow so, because it's a slow burn. No I pun think intended, that's
1: why, and I also think like. When I think critically about my own set of lists, right? Like what we talked about right at the beginning of 2017 about you've got to pick a couple things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you're more engaged in the political process, you can pick two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, at the bottom of the top of my list was climate change. And I thought about that and about why that is because it's such an important thing. And it's something particularly in our state that is so impactful Right, like last winter we had almost no snow and this summer we're having crazy like 95,000 acres just burned because someone yeah. flicked a cigarette. Yeah. People couldn't ski at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, climate change is a real thing that is affecting us and it's really important. And I know that intellectually. But I think from a psychological standpoint, um, protecting my own body and my own person um when that's under attack that comes before well easily the, like, easily climate. for us it's all, you know? it's
0: on the same side for us
1: i mean no i'm just saying like when you when you pick your list of <clears throat> one or two or three issues that you're going to focus on and you're going to call your reps and you're going to volunteer and you're going to support candidates and all that stuff you pick one or two or three things right i usually yeah. recommend one or two and then you can have three or four if you're like, a, you know, not a novice. Um,
0: but that's even another problem, right? Because let's say, oh, I really care about the economy. Well, it's in the ether and the messaging is such, and it's been hammered in, that Republicans are good for the economy because they care about business. So I really care about the economy, so I'm going to vote Republican. And then if you were really to break it down— on. Let me finish. They're not good for the economy. No, they're terrible
1: for the economy, right? But they're really good at messaging. But let me finish my sentence on that. Let me Uh finish my thought. Okay. So when you pick those one or two or three, like, big things that you're really, that are matter to you, Uh my, like, number one is, like, women's rights and or reproductive rights and how, like, intersectional feminism engages that. Yeah. Number two would be like Black Lives Matter and like police brutality and, and criminal, justice, criminal reform. justice reform. Yes. And maybe like abolishment. Yes. And then number three would be like climate change. Mm-hmm. And the reason that that's number three is because, well, and LGBT rights, I feel like, fixes like in the first one, right? Like mm-hmm. women's, and I but by women, I. People's rights generally, but women's rights and LGBT rights to me are sort of connected because most people that are homophobic are, hate gays because they hate women.
2: Yeah, right. of course.
1: Right. So the reason that climate change is third for me is because I have to like protect my body and the bodies of the people around me before I can think about like the ozone and like carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide and methane and plastic straws. And yeah, like, you know what I mean? I, I, like again, again though, for us,
0: it's easy because our party, the party we vote for and, and, and do work for it. It's all lined up in terms of wanting to address all those issues yes. that you mentioned. And again, but
1: what is- I was addressing is like, Why climate change is not a higher priority for a lot of Democrats or liberals or progressives?
0: I was actually kind of thinking just independence, people in general. Mm. And and again, it's become this weird thing where science itself became a partisan thing 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, Because it
1: affects business.
0: Well, because the oil lobby, just like the Russians learned with the NRA, it's like, we got to kind of pick, it's a two party system. We got to pick the party that we're going to go with. And yes, and the the Democrats, yeah, we have a lot of them in our pockets, but it's like, I think we can really just run the table with all the Republicans. Totally. Because they're like
1: anti-government, anti-regulation. Or hell,
0: we'll we'll get into politics ourselves, (laughs) former oil CEOs, and we'll have the lobbyists write the energy policy. Right. And it's, And and it's not to say that the Democrats have their hands clean in that. Nope. Not even by a long...
1: Especially not in our state.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) No, and again, this goes to another point of when you step back and look at the broader picture, and this is where we lose some of the cool hipster kids and the Stein voters and, and the whatever, is that they can pick and choose and say, well, the Democrats have been bad on race relations here and, and here, and, they, here and they, here. they pick a couple mm-hmm. points, and they've been bad on the environment here and here, and then you, you lose the forest through the trees, and it's like, oh, no, no, no. There, there's one party right that, that wants to, even if it's imperfectly, wants to address all of these things, and another party that wants to exacerbate them and just make them exponentially worse. This is not a hard... Yeah, but that other party right. in this flawed two-party system... So
1: I was talking to some anarchists the other day who are... <clears throat> near and dear to us mm-hmm. and we were having this um spirited debate about whether or not you should vote
0: vote at all at let all. alone third party or, right yeah got it
1: you know and my argument was look you should you have to vote and i'll go on board with you the system is fucked the country is fucked The whole ball of wax is fucked, right? Mm -hmm. None of it is useful. It probably should be totally overhauled and it's fucked. And while we are in it and when we are asked to make a decision about which party to support, I would urge you to step out of yourself for a moment and think about what happens and like, let's even say the Democratic Party is garbage and they do nothing. Mm-hmm. Doing nothing is better than electing into power, which whether you think there should be a government or not, whether you think <laughs> there should be a power structure one. or yeah. not, we have one. Yeah. That the Republican Party has a really clear stated agenda of hurting us, mm-hmm. hurting my queer friends, hurting my friends that are people of color, hurting my friends that are disabled, hurting my friends that are veterans, hurting my friends that all of these people, the Republican party has a really clear stated agenda of being against. Mm -hmm. And so maybe the democratic party is garbage. Maybe that's true.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But when you pick the lesser of two evils, there is a lesser. And in this moment, the lesser is the democratic party.
0: They can't emotionally handle that. But
1: they took it so well. Well, you know, most of when you explain it to them, like, I don't want you to love Hillary Clinton. I don't care if you love Hillary Clinton. I don't give a shit. I need you to vote in the best interests of people that are as marginalized or more marginalized than you are. But see. And if we were, yeah. and what I say is if we were in this situation right now and Hillary Clinton were president, do you think we would have children in cages?
0: Uh, of course. Right. Right. That, do
1: you think that some, we would no, have some of them say, yeah. trans yeah. people banned in the military? And some of them are think, intellectually right, dishonest
0: and say, yeah, but for the most part, but, yes. No, they they're all
1: that. like, okay, good point. And then they all say, I wish someone explained it to me like that. What? And then I go, I'm, I know, I'm sorry. I'm talking to fucking anarchists. And they're like, well, somebody should have explained it to me like that. Obviously, I want to protect my friends. Mo- most and I'm of like, that's those... all it is. It's just self-protection. It has nothing to do with you having loyalty to the party or well, anything else. I, I, I try to, to it explain it. It is about it. self-preservation and preservation of people that are more marginalized than you are. That is why you vote Democrat. It's I, I try
0: to explain it not so much the self-preservation angle. I get accused of being uh, A party Mm -hmm. elite, and I'm subjugated, and I'm like, no, I'm a pragmatist. Mm -hmm. And when you're pragmatic, you know you're not seeking perfection, right? And it's this argument, and and you you can boil it down in a lot of ways, Uh, but you know, a lot of those anarchist types I talk to, most of them do still vote, but there's but they do, but their argument is, yeah, I vote, but I don't want to put my energy into into getting out the vote or propping up some bullshit democratic candidate. I want to tear shit up and bring the whole system down. And I'm like, that's fine.
1: As long as you vote is. Yeah. I like, no, I, I have that same conversation and I don't ask of them to engage in our political process or engage with the state any more than to say for right now until you burn everything down and fix it, we're stuck with this system. And inside of this system, there's a really clear choice, and the clear choice is voting for Democrats. And, and they again, all are like, yes, and, and most of them <laughs> voted, by the way. Yes, but like, and again,
0: I don't get the logic, the Susan Sarandon logic. What What you're saying is okay. If If a grossly imperfect, and this is their words, mm-hmm. a grossly imperfect Hillary Clinton were president, you, you think it would be harder to keep pushing her? In the Congress, it, like, we're assuming if she won that we had at least control of one branch of government, to, to push them leftward to, to, towards the goals we want. And you think somehow we're in a better position now. Why? Because you think, because you read Karl Marx, and you think, like, there's going to be an uprising of, and some people right, do Right, and believe that's that. more
1: communists, right? But, yes. Well, not
0: even communists. People who call themselves socialists think there's going to be this sudden uprising. Rising of peasants, That, that yes. somehow doesn't have mm-hmm. to do with the... Outside of the two-party system, whether they, they believe that's that'll be President Jill Stein or President Bernie Sanders or whatever whatever it is they they think we are better off we're closer now right towards the socialist utopia than we would be with democratic control of the government and I just think that's lunacy I do too and and I think it's intellectual dishonesty I don't think they actually believe that I just don't think that emotionally they can they can handle one party is better, but horribly flawed in their view. They, they just they they, they so it's feel it's too period. much of a compromise, right? And I and I understand that, uh, but I also think it's grossly counterproductive. I also, by and large, and this is again, this is not a blanket statement because you have people who espouse this that are people of color and who are immigrants, but for the most part, they are white.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A majority of them are male. Yes, a majority of them are not affected day to day in the same way that most of the marginalized groups are as a result of where we are now. Correct. They're just not
1: correct. So it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to have a Trump because maybe it'll rile people up, which it has. And they point to that. They say, look, look at all the rallies, look at all the movement, look at all the energy. We're going to like, you know, ugh. and it's like, okay, sure. And, Look at all those kids in fucking cages and mm. look, at, look at the people who don't look like you and what their life looks like right now. What does their life look like right now? It doesn't look like your life. And that is a direct result of 2016.
0: Yeah. And just real topic real quick 2020 is going to be a mess. Yes. Bernie's going to be there. Eric Holder's going to be mean, there. As, oh, God. I
1: don't know. But I can <laughs> tell you that when you talk to anarchists, they're starting to make a lot of sense. Yes, um, they are. No, they do.
0: I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm crazy enough to think the tent is even big enough for them. From Nancy Pelosi, well, they all voted to our way. The anarchists, like,
1: but like, there's a. We there's need a, everybody that's a,
0: in the resistance.
1: We do, absolutely.
0: All shades of it,
1: absolutely. But there's a place. I think there's a there's a. I would like there to be space within our party or within our our movement Mm -hmm. to allow for some of the things that they talk about because I believe that those things are extensions of the things that you and I believe in, are so frustrated with. Like when we talk about how frustrated we are with criminal justice reform, Uh right? And they're like... Abolish prisons. And you're like, that's crazy. Right? <laughs> well. But then, think about it. Think about what prisons mean and mm-hmm. what prisons do and what they are and who they're funded by. And-
0: How about we start with getting rid of for-profit prisons? How about we start there?
1: Right. But I'm saying, like, that's where anarchists are really useful. Is there like abolish prisons?
0: They're they're pushing the conversation in the right direction, is what right? I'm
1: saying. And then you have to go. That's crazy. How could we possibly? Uh? And then you go. Yeah, but what so, are prisons though? Right. And when you really like philosophically think about like what are prisons and putting people in cages and like what does that look like and and who profits from that and why do we do it and what are we doing and how are the conditions and all? I mean there's a there you know when we talk about criminal justice reform. We are making the same arguments as the anarchists are making about why prison is bad. Yeah, and so a- and you know a place- what
0: that that ties into the whole abolish ICE thing that we're fighting about on the left. Like, should we say that? Should we not yes, say we that? Yes, we should say that. I agree.
1: Yes, yes, we should say that.
0: I agree. Anyway, yes. we're out of time. Okay, so we've gone way off topic. Uh, <laughs> back to the Trump thing for a second. So Trump thought the best way to quell all this uh, controversy was to invite Putin for a state visit so that's right happening.
1: so that's gonna happen in like i don't know a couple weeks or something <laughs> ridiculous and then i guess he'll like suck his dick under the oval office desk and, and everything yeah fine. we'll talk about I it next know. week who knows
0: uh okay that's been us find us on twitter at reverend duo reverend testimony at gmail.com stay active stay tuned stay involved and uh talk to you next week.